What's up, y'all? And welcome to probably the best fitness and nutrition podcast ever. We know there's a ton of wellness information out there. But we also know that by learning to optimize your nutrition, fitness, recovery, mindset, and relationships, that you'll feel more human than ever. That's why we take fitness and nutrition seriously, but not ourselves. So turn up your volume while learning, laughing, and crying with us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rue Fitness to stay up to date on the best fitness advice and at Stacked Coaching for all of the most important nutrition tips and tricks. And now, the podcast that will change your life. Probably. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, I have a very special guest with me, my client and dear friend, Tess Danos. Thanks for being here, Tess. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so Tess and I met a long time ago. A long time ago. How many years has that been? I think like about 15. 15 years 2006 ago. 2006, maybe. Uh, yeah. So I met Tess in my first job out of college that I found via Craigslist. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that dates us. Right. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I have a degree in opera singing. And my first job out of my undergrad was being a singer. So Tess and I met, we were both the cantors at St. Anthony of Padua. So she is a fellow singer. I told her to project in this episode and I was like, I know you know how to do that. No problem. (laughs) And we just became fast friends. Uh, We got in trouble in rehearsal a lot for just like sitting next to each other and cutting up, always talking. Uh, And we continued that friendship um, over the years, even though we stopped singing with each other along the way. Uh, And you reached out to me several months ago. Mm November. Correct. And you said, I think I want to do this stacked journey with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the journey began. Can you bring us back to November of 2020 and tell me like what was going on in your world and why you reached out? Um, well, I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say that um, my a a large part of my adulthood and even some of my childhood was spent um, doing some sort of nutrition program. And I have spent much of my life being very overweight, um, falling into the morbidly obese category. And I didn't really start taking my nutrition and wellness seriously until I had children. And after my first child, you know, things started going well. I was actually lower, um, post-pregnancy than I was pre-pregnancy. And I was, you know, happy where I was. And, you know, three children later, I found my way into CrossFit and I started doing it for about a year and a half. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, (laughs) along with nutrition when I got pregnant, um, for our third and continued on and tried to be pretty mindful of my nutrition. But of course, you know, your body has a really good memory of where you've been. And, mm. and also, you know, old behaviors or old ha- habits can die hard sometimes when you haven't really made those deep changes. So um, I found myself three months after having, um, you know, our third baby and saying, you know what, I'm I still am the weight that I was when I had my baby and, and what's happening here. And I just was, I did not feel happy with where I was from a health standpoint, mainly because I knew what my body was capable of. So, you know, I saw a lot of your success, um, as a 
um, gym owner and then in your newfound journey with nutrition coaching and decided to reach out because I was, I was ready to make a change. I wanted to find something that I could do literally for the rest of my life that I didn't have to work so incredibly hard to do. So that's, that's where we wound up. Yeah. So busy working mom of three struggled with weight Mm -hmm. pretty much your whole life. Sure. And wanting to make a real lifestyle change, not only for you, but also for your family Absolutely, and to live longer for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you get a little bit more specific with the things that you had tried prior to coming to Stacked? Um, I really spent the majority of my nutrition journey, um, doing a very known weight, uh, well, weight loss program called weight watchers. Mm -hmm. Um, and it worked really well for me the times that I did it. Um, you know, you basically have these allotted, this allotted budget of, of, you know, calories that you could consume for the day and, and you could save it for another day when you were maybe going to eat a little bit more. And, and so it worked really well. And then you got points for activity and all of these things. Um, I could probably count on two hands, the number of times I've done weight watchers mm-hmm. and it, um, you know, when it was successful, it was really good. But when I would stop tracking and all of those things, um, I just kind of end up right back where I was. And I found my way into, um, you know, just counting macronutrients and looking into some other, um, programs that, you know, focus more specifically on, you know, it's not just how much you're eating, it's the quality of the types of food you're eating that, you know, a 100 calorie snack pack does not equate to a hundred calories of a lean protein. Um, and started doing that and had a lot of, a lot of success in it. Um, but I think I always took my nutrition journey as very surface value. Like I'm very much like a data driven person. So I liked the fact that I could see like, okay, if I had this many of this, this is what I would see on the scale. And it was very much surface value and not really looking a little bit into the deeper picture of, you know, why I was constantly being led back to, like we said, the, the old habits, the old habits die hard and they just kind of kept re- resurfacing. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Fast forward, I mean, we're what, nine months into mm-hmm. this journey. You have lost a considerable amount of weight. We can say that. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the difference between what you've experienced with stacked and what you've experienced with these other things that you have tried? Um, well, when I began stacked, it was very much looking at the the ins and outs of, you know, the behaviors from day to day. So Yes, what I was eating was on the, I guess, the forefront, but also we looked at, you know, things like my sleep and my activity level and, you know, taking notes on the day of what happened and really just kind of getting a surface feel for what's happening on a day to day basis that may or may not be contributing to the things that are leading you to maybe overeat on a daily basis. And we started with a, very baby steps approach, you know, and, and looking at these little tiny habits that we could do on a daily basis, you know, and honestly, I could say that I was kind of shocked. I was like, wait, you're, (laughs) you, you don't want me to like count my calories and you're not going to tell me how much to eat. I was not yet. (laughs) No, I was was like, okay. And, And I mean, we did that for two and a half months, you know, just, 
you know, here, here's a habit we're going to focus on, whether it's your hydration or your portions or, you know, how you're eating, where you're eating, how you feel when you eat, you know, how fast you eat and things like that. Um, focusing on those little baby steps in the very beginning were basically foundational. And, you know, even today, nine months in, when I find myself, you know, not having a, a great day, like I always remind myself to go back to those little tiny baby steps, those behaviors that will add up even when I'm not 100% on. Yeah. So I like to go deep with the people that I help and the people that I work with, but I can only go to that place if the person lets me. And what I love about coaching you is you let me go there with you. You let me go deep. We have some beyond surface level conversations. Um, and it's you driving that conversation. It's you opening up to me and allowing me to coach you through some of these thoughts and feelings and go beyond just tracking data and really look at, well, what is the story that you're telling yourself or, you know, like Mm -hmm. helping you realize things that maybe you just needed a different lens on, you needed a different perspective about. Uh, And I appreciate how you show up to that aspect of this program. Well, I appreciate everything you have to offer. And, you know, I, I believe firmly that it's never just surface level. There's always something deeper that is the driving force for the, you know, the things we do on the daily basis. And if without that, you know, you've made, you have made me realize a lot, you know, through this journey without really reflecting on the, the deeper aspect of those things, um, you can't really change, you know, cause you'll find yourself doing the same things over and over. And that is literally the definition of insanity, you know, do the same thing over and over and you expect a different result. You know, it requires a sense of vulnerability though, to open up about, you know, things that you're experiencing or problems that you have. I don't know if you're familiar with Ted Lasso, but like tons of quotable one-liners in that show. And one of the things that I took away from watching it the other day was problems are like mushrooms. If you leave them in the dark, they only grow. True. And I think that it takes a, a level of vulnerability to open up about, you know, the deep stuff. Absolutely. Because if you don't, it just festers. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Love it. So in working with you, I discovered that you have not only been on a weight loss journey, but also a financial freedom journey. And we started making a lot of connections between the two journeys. And I would love if you would talk about what some of the connections that you made were. Um, so we follow a pretty well-known um, financial c- consultant coach. Um, he's pretty well-known. I'm sure some of you have heard of him. His name is Dave Ramsey. Yep. And um, about nine, I'd say nine years ago, I'm a, I was finishing up um, occupational therapy school and looking at this mountain of student loans that I had and newly engaged to my now husband and saying, oh God, <laughs> what are we going to do? I better have a good job when I'm finished because we have a lot to pay off. And, you know, I, I wasn't alone in that. Um, you know, we joined our, our forces together with a, um, a substantial amount of, of debt. And I knew that I did not want to stay there because with that financial burden that we would end up in a position where we put 
potentially could not even afford our debts. And I wanted to be able to leave a legacy behind me um, that would not be a mountain of financial burden. Um, so anyway, found uh, Dave Ramsey and started just kind of reading about his principles and soon discovered that he takes a very no-nonsense approach <laughs> and some little baby steps. There's seven of them to be exact. And the first one is, is you basically, you you save a little bit, you have your emergency, but then you um, run like hell <laughs> and you get intense and you get rid of your debt as fast as possible. And what that includes in that is creating a budget and literally knowing every where every single dollar is in and out. So the big thing on that is, you know, we were both, you know, in, in jobs, high income jobs and, and saying, where's our money going? Mm -hmm. We have nothing to show for all of this hard work. So it took, you know, a little while for us to get on the same page about it. But when we did, it was okay, let's, let's just focus. Every single dollar is going to have a name. So that's kind of where we currently are. And, you know, um, building into investing for our future so that we can, live freely and be able to live and give later in life like nobody else. And the correlation of that, I guess, with, you know, the goal for nutrition for me has been, you know, I, I want to maybe live right now later where later the payoff is that I leave a legacy behind me that, you know, my children and the people who are after me don't have to struggle through the same thing, same things that I did because, I gave my contribution to help with those principles and helping that early on. So, yeah, love it. So let's talk about some, like you, you painted a picture of the financial journey, but let's talk about some of the parallels that we have drawn with your journey with stacked and with getting to your weight loss goals. Uh, so one of those things, uh, that Dave Ramsey preaches is called like the debt snowball. And if anybody's not familiar, the idea is that you take, like if you have a credit card with a fairly low balance on it, that's the one you tackle first, even though it may not be the one with the highest interest rate. So the math doesn't really make sense, but the psychology makes sense right. because you're setting yourself up for a little win that's right. and building the confidence. That's right. Can you talk about the parallel with stacked? Yeah. So, um, you know, initially when we start looking at all the different behaviors, we're looking at making those tiny changes on a daily basis to be able to set ourselves up for, for success. So for example, it could be something as simple as sitting down for every meal or putting your fork down between bites, where it's something that's very surface level and that you can grow that behavior and do every single time to, create a new habit and it motivates you to continue on. Mm -hmm. um, and then the same thing, when you get further into nutrition there, you know, in, into actually tracking um, the, the calorie intake, it's not this full stop. Okay. I'm giving you this much amount, this amount of calories. Let's, let's look at what you're doing now and figure out how we can make it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And that little bit better, we're always striving for that. And it adds up. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing that we talk about a lot, and I know that you have adopted in your own vernacular, cause you'll leave me boxers and say this all the time is keeping the promises that you make to yourself. And that I think is huge 
in terms of your financial freedom, because it's hard not to make that impulse purchase. And it's hard not to eat that impulse ice cream. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, in, in our financial budget, every single dollar has a name. So the things that we know we're going to spend money on every single month, we have a set amount for that. And we reevaluate that on a weekly biweekly basis just to check in and see where we are. And it's been so simple as sometimes, okay, we've spent X amount of money on groceries. We are literally eating out of our refrigerator in our pantry, um, for the next, nine days or whatever we have left of the month, because we have no more money in our grocery budget. Does that mean that we don't have the money in our checking account? No, not necessarily. We could definitely go and spend that money and it wouldn't necessarily impact us, but that's less money that we have in the long run to put towards something else. So paralleling that to nutrition, it's like, will this pint of ice cream make a huge difference in my weight gain? No, but I'm going to find myself having to make trade-offs after the fact to get myself back where I was. And, you know, so that's, that's a huge thing, you know, that I honestly still struggle with because, you know, it's, it's an old, old habit, but I think, being honest with myself and and checking in with not only you, but you've taught me that I don't need to check in with you with every little thing that I do or every (laughs) little slip up that I have. It's that I'm regularly checking in with myself and say, okay, am I keeping this promise, AKA my budget or what I have set up for myself? Yeah. I love that about the flexible dieting approach, AKA counting macronutrients, because a lot of people think that what they want is no brainer meal plan, just eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch and eat this for dinner. And while that approach could definitely work and get you results, ultimately though, I don't think it leads to sustainable change because you're just doing what somebody else has created for you. And when you stop doing that, the results go away where flexible dieting is different is it gives you a framework and that you can make autonomous choices based on the day, based on the, um, event that you're going to or whatever, uh, to just stay within the budget. So you can have something like a candy bar, right. But in financial terms, that's like, purchasing a Lamborghini, right? Like it's, it's something that costs a lot of your budget. Um, but as long as you have a big budget, that's not necessarily a problem, right? you it just requires you to make trade-offs in other areas. And I think that it allows people to create that autonomy and just figure out how to stay within the lines of the framework rather than just like paint by numbers. This is how I get to my goals. Exactly. Yeah. And we have, you know, from a, from a budget standpoint, you know, financially, there are different areas that we say, okay, this is what we have allotted for. And like you said, you know, when you, something comes up, knowing that you have those budgeted somewhere that you can make that financial trade-off, mm-hmm. you know, in more or less terms and that you still end up where you are. And that very much applies strongly to the flexible dieting is that, you know, when you look at your entire day, cause we're looking in day terms, you can say, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this now, but I have to make a trade-off later to make sure that I still stay in with my budget within my budget. Otherwise I'll find myself days on end trying to catch up. So it's, it's really looking at where you are in that time frame and being able to, like we said, make the trade-off. Yeah. 
Another parallel that I see is the the tendency for especially Americans to try to keep up with the Joneses and like look at somebody else's journey and compare it to yourself and rationalize, well, if they can do it, then I should be able to do it. What, What do you have to say about that? Well, I can say that what we see on the surface is exactly that. It's very surface level. We we don't always know what other people are doing to reach those goals and whether it is something that we would consider that would be healthy or unhealthy whether we're talking about finances or, you know, life decisions or even just nutrition, we have to look deeper and say, you know what, if I make this choice and have this, just like the next person, is it going to fit into me reaching the goals that I'm trying to reach? And it, it very much takes, you know, a deeper look at yourself and kind of staying, you know, almost with blinders on and saying, you know what, this may be the way they're living their life and they're doing their things, but their goals maybe don't necessarily align with mine. Yeah. It's a good reminder to not compare yourself to others because everybody is different and you don't know what's going on under the surface for somebody else that has been able to achieve something that you want, or you don't know how long they've been at it or how hard they have been working. You know what I mean? So while it's easy to compare yourself to another person's journey, it's important to really go inward and go deep and figure out what you need to figure out for yourself to ultimately get to where you want to go. Exactly. Love it. Has your journey with financial freedom been linear? Like once you set up the budget, once you set up the plan, have y'all made progress towards that goal every single week? Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh (laughs) You know, life happens and things are going to change. And I think the bigger thing with being able to continue on the journey you set yourself out on is being adaptable to that change. And at the same time, never losing sight of that goal. Um, I think a lot of it comes into anticipation um, for what is to come. So you don't always put yourself in a position where you're constantly having to put fires out. So for, Mm -hmm. from a financial standpoint, I mean, we've had three children in the middle of the financial journey and trying to pay off student loans and cars and all of these other things. But we very much put ourselves in that position of, you know, we are going to work really, really hard, but when something comes up and things maybe get a little more intense on the life front or there's something unexpected, we can say, okay, we're in what we call storm mode. So let's take a break and just focus back on the basics. Let's meet the requirements for the four walls of our house. And so kind when you like, look at sounds that, like BAMs, yeah, like really <laughs> bare ass like minimums. minimums. That's exactly right. Yeah. So when you look at like the four walls of, of your finances, you know, it's, you know, it's basically the basic daily needs. And then when you look at the four walls of, you know, or the BAMs for your, for your nutrition, it's what do I need to do to take care of myself and not set myself back? Um, so there are moments of, you know what, I'm in storm mode right now. Things are not how they normally are for me. And sometimes I just need to take a step back, um, where, and in many times when I've been in, you know, quote unquote crisis in the past, I wanted to say, okay, get your shit together. It's, you know, you, you need to work harder and do this. And I found myself very much in this nutrition journey saying, you know, where you have led that and said, 
you know what, let's just dial things back a little bit. And I'm like, what? I need to get it together. I need, I need to do this. I need to do that. And, <laughs> and just being able to recognize that sometimes dialing it back is just what you need to make progress. Amen. I mean, really, right? And I it, remember that happened uh, recently. It did happen. You recently. were like carb cycling with six different targets and whatever. Oh and God. I was like, Hey, like, do you think with all that's going on in your life right now, maybe you want to dial things out back a bit? And you were like, No. And then the very next week, you were like, I think I'm ready to dial things out. Like, yep. And, and sure enough, like the very next week, there was progress again yeah. on the scale. And I was like, Okay, maybe she does know what she's talking about, you know. But um, you know, very much, you know. Finally Financially, like you are basically just giving yourself a little bit of grace and saying, you know what, things are not going to be always up, up, up. There's going to be moments that are going to be rough and you have to anticipate that and know exactly, know how you're going to approach it and what you're going to do when those moments happen, not if those moments happen, when, um, and that makes it so much easier to get through those moments so you can push forward. Something that you hear just as a trite thing that people say is consistency is key. And I have said it before, but I think that's BS because once you set a goal, expecting consistency out of yourself towards that goal week to week to week or day to day to day is just unreasonable. And I think that what the term should be is persistence is key. Mm -hmm. Um, because you are going to have habit dips. You are going to have times where it is necessary for you to focus on BAMs, or it is necessary for you to dial things out and you cannot be consistent. But what is important is how you persist through those moments. Exactly. I think, you know, I always, uh, my new mantra through this journey has become, you know, you're here, you're in this dip, but you don't have to stay there. Yes. And I did find myself early into my journey, even not that long ago, where these dips would last sometimes for weeks. And I'd say, okay, what do I need to get out of it? And it was just, it could be so surface level simple. All you have to do to get out of it is just make a different choice next time. And paralleling that to finances, you may be in a dip where you find yourself where things are just going out and out, but you don't have to stay there. You can find a way to move on from that, but also just recognizing like, okay, you know, I'm here right now instead of denying it and avoiding it and not really reflecting on and being aware what of, of what is it actually happening. You know, mm-hmm. the walls could be caving in and you're like, no, everything's fine. Cause it's not raining in my house, but outside everything is, you know, crazy. But if you just say, you know what, things are not good right now. And, and I'm in a, a place where I don't like, and I don't want to stay here. So here's what I need to do to not stay there. And sometimes it really can be just that simple. Mm-hmm. So before we hit record, we had what I would call breakthrough <laughs> and I don't want to make you cry. You but probably will, but it's fine. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So what do you still struggle with? Nine months into this journey, nine months into this journey, I still very much struggle with Um, you know, my, my week, my Monday through Friday is very scheduled and very regimented. Um, you know, it has to be that way as a double working family with three children and, you know, things that we're trying to accomplish in order for it to happen. So we're very much, this needs to happen at this time. So I find myself, I very much prepare on Sunday for the week and the week goes really well. And I'm feeling amazing going into the end of the week. And then Friday comes around and I'm just kind of like, I can relax. And, you know, in a lot of ways there is relaxation that happens that, you know, is, is very much necessary. 
Um, but I think there are things that are happening that are creeping in from other areas of my life, from my past, where I just say, you know what, I'm going to work really hard through Monday, Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I'm just going to kind of say, all right, you know, screw it. <laughs> yep. And then I find myself on Sunday being like, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get back to it. And as much as I avoided kind of, you know, admitting this to myself, it has very much been the thing in my journey that has made my progress um, a little bit slower than I would have liked, you know, and we talked about it last week. I was like, how can I expect my progress to, to go in a level that I expect if, you know, the, the habits and and the things that I'm doing on a weekly basis don't align with that. So mm-hmm. we were, we were just kind of chatting before and I mentioned something about, you know, that, um, I don't like the cycle and it's not working well for me. And, you know, I'm keeping the promise of that. I'm making myself to myself to get back on track, but maybe there's more to it. And, you know, yeah. So (laughs) I, so you told me specifically about an incident this past weekend, right. With, um, some champagne and some ice cream. Yes. And so, I kind of called those impulse purchases, Correct. right? So we're talking about these parallels between the financial journey. So I asked you like, when you were working towards financial freedom, how did you, how did you think about impulse purchases? Because you want that hit of dopamine. You want That's to right. reward yourself for working so hard. And maybe a little one is good. And, you know, you want to reward yourself every now and then, but how do you avoid those big impulse purchases when you have set these goals for yourself? And what did you tell me? Um, you know, it, it goes back to the budget. I can't tell you on our financial journey that we did not have those moments. We had a whole lot of those impulse purchases, Mm -hmm. um, literally and found ourselves going, okay, What do we need to do moving forward so that this doesn't happen? And really looking deep into what our budget is. Um, But the big thing with us was that we were on the same page with it. Mm. Very much so. You and your husband. Uh, Me and my husband. Yes, Mm. definitely. Um, You know, when one of us would feel like making that impulse Mm. purchase, the other one would say, okay, what's in our budget? And Mm. having that um, support from not, you know, not just myself, but having that support from him definitely, um, makes it easier to, to reflect and say, okay, maybe this, this is not going to fit into what our goals are. So when talking about your nutrition journey, this is you, you know, it's not you and Nick on this journey together. This is you. Um, but I asked you, is there a way to think about it? Because it's easier to break a promise to yourself than it is to someone you love or that you care about. So what did you say? Um, well, I said, you know, the promise that I am keeping is not just for myself, you know, like my whole goal in life is to live for the greater good of humanity. And it starts first and foremost with creating something for my children and then also being able to be there for my husband for the long haul because I need them and they need me and that's okay. But I need to be the best version of myself for them. So they're not in their thirties saying, man, 
I dealt with all of this through my life and I'm having to now unpack all of this and completely change my behaviors and change my life so that I can be a better person, um, and be healthy and be there on a, on a deep level that I have contributed to early on instilling that in them. And in order to instill that in them, I have to be the example of it. Not to say that it's always going to be perfect, but you know, we, we always say, keep the promises you made to yourself, but it's not just a promise I made to myself. It's a promise that I've made to my, my husband and my children, because I want to be there for them forever, you know, or for, for the long haul, I guess you could say forever is, you know, not definite, but (laughs) yeah. So that is a huge reframe, a huge, um, perspective shift. Thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah. Thanks for making me cry again, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Um, so ironically, you are on this financial freedom journey, but this is also, you have shared with me before the most you've ever spent to help yourself with your nutrition and your goals. Do you think that makes a difference? It does because it's an investment. I know that this, this amount that is coming out of our budget is not something that, you know, I can just play around with, you know, and, and, you know, you kind of look at it as say saying, you know what, I'm spending this amount of money on it. So I better take it seriously because if not, it's wasted money from our budget that could be spent elsewhere. So that's definitely a, a driving factor in, in it as well. And knowing what I would, I know now looking at early on when I was told, okay, this is what it's going to cost. I, I wouldn't even bat an eye at it, knowing the, Mm. you know, the deep change that has happened, you know, within my core that would not have happened had it not been for stacked. Mm. So I just got chills. Um, yeah, I think having skin in the game that makes you really think about the changes that you're making is important, but also like, what are these changes worth? Absolutely. Like, can you even put a dollar amount on them? No. And I got chills when I think (laughs) about that because it's, you know, there's this number that you pay a month or, you know, for a period of time for this, but if you don't pay for it now, you're going to pay for it later in some way, shape or form. And we see it all around us where, you know, the, the number one killers in America are all related to morbid obesity and lifestyle choices and not and stress and (laughs) and sleep and, and, and all of those things that technically we have control over. And you and I talk about this a lot, control what you can control and everything else you can't control. It's just going to fall where it's, where it's going to fall. And the more that we try to control those controllables now, the more we save of ourselves later and not, and not just, you know, financially, but in longevity in our life and our years and in the true enjoyment of life. So when you asked me if I could put a dollar amount on it, no, because this is literally life we're talking about. This is, this is trying to live the healthiest, happiest, 
version of myself that I possibly can for as long as I possibly can. So no, you can't put a dollar amount on that. Yeah. And it's deep health. It's, it is. it's sustainable it is. change. It's not something that you're going to go on and then go off again. It is going deep to understand the habits and the behaviors and, and reprogram that, uh, in a way that it doesn't require uprooting your whole life to get there. Exactly. At once. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. What would you say to somebody that's thinking about investing in their health? Um, find your why, um, the big picture of what your goals are and dream a little bit. Mm-hmm. The reason why I want to feel this way or do this or be this size or whatever it may be, find your why and get creative with it. Because I think when you find yourself in those moments of not feeling so great about where you are, if you always go back to your why it motivates you, um, then on top of that, you know, just reach out because I can tell you that I was very much on the fence and I was concerned about, you know, the financial and the the commitment of our, of myself into the process that I didn't know if I was really ready for, but I can tell you the coaches absolutely will give you a complete overview of what is available and how you can manage it no matter where you are in your life. Um, and it, that part is free, you know, so you can have a, a conversation about, you know, why you want to do this, but, um, you have to do it for yourself, but your why is what is, is the driving force of that. Beautiful. Thanks for being here, Tess. Anything else that you'd like to share? Anything um, else on your heart? No, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I, I can, uh, I'll just say this real quick. When, when I started stacked, I had put a timeline on, on how long I was going to do this for. <laughs> and I can tell you that it was not nine months. It was a lot less than that. I was like, Oh, I'll be good. And, you know, and, and I found myself approaching month six and saying, okay, I think I'm good. I think I'm done. And it'll be like, hold up, <laughs> let's chat for a minute. And I would not put a timeline on your journey because once you have reached your goal, what do you, and you feel like you've arrived, what do you have to continue striving for? And I think there's always something we can do to be a little bit better. And if you open yourself up to the journey, um, and not so much focus on the timeline, you'll look back and say, Oh my God, this much time has passed, but look at what I've done. And Mm -hmm. in those moments, it didn't seem like I was doing anything all, but when you look at the big picture, you're like, Oh my God, such huge change has happened. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't plan on being in stacked coaching two years from now by any (laughs) means, but I can tell you I've had 37 years or 36 years of habits being built up. And in order to have that deep change that we talk about, it requires a whole lot of work and it doesn't happen in just two months or three months. And I think being open to that allows for the opportunity for the change to happen, um, a little bit more efficiently, efficiently. I think that that's hard for a lot of people to understand. And 
it's why we require a six month commitment because our goal isn't just to get short-term results for people. It's literally deep health and sustainable change that will serve you for life. We want to be the last nutrition coach you ever have to hire. It's kind of exciting to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I believe that that's true for you because you are showing up and you are doing the deep work necessary to, I believe it too, for sure. And, And that's what keeps me showing up every day is that I am doing this so that I can be my own coach moving forward and I can identify these things and I already find myself doing that. You know, oh where, my gosh, I where, noticed that too. Where my, my check-ins yes. when you used, with you used to be like, okay, confession time. And you know, you told me something one time and you're like, okay, you're really Catholic and you, and you love your faith. But when you tell me you're confessing, you sound like you've sinned and you haven't sinned. What you've done is human. And I was like, holy crap, <laughs> I've lived my whole life that way. Like when I make a mistake or I do something. So like even bigger than just nutrition, being able to say, you know what? Like I, I went into this with integrity and trying to be genuine. And I, I still maybe made a mistake or I didn't meet the expectations of those around me, but I should not feel like I have to like confess my sins mm-hmm. because I didn't do anything wrong. Like what I did was human. Like I'm, I'm going to slip up. I'm going to screw up. And you told me that. And like, I remember listening to that, that boxer and going, she's right. She's right. I feel guilty every time I do this. And, and I physically have, or have to verbally tell myself, you don't feel guilty about this Mm -hmm. because you didn't do anything wrong. You Mm -hmm. didn't sin. You made a choice. And now what you need to do is just kind of reflect on it and move forward. So anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I thought about that and it was like, (laughs) Yeah, it's just, you know, there's, there's been so many things that I've just had, had, had to look really, really deep inside myself to, to reframe how I, I view, you know, my, my comings and goings of life. And it's, it's not just, it's not just nutrition. It's so much deeper than nutrition, but that is the deep work. It's the reframing thoughts and reframing language and, and, starting to verbalize things in a different way so that you, your thoughts can follow. Cause that's normally that's right. what happens. You have to change the outward, yeah. um, speech patterns first, and then your brain kind of catches up eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so proud of you and thank you for showing up, uh, to the program, but also just showing up for yourself and for your family. And I love you. Well, I love you. Thank you for having me me on this journey and thank you for doing all that you do. It's a pleasure. All right. We're going to go sweat now. Yeah. <laughs> wipe our tears away. Yeah, right, wipe sweat. our tears away. Um, but thanks for being on Tess. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.